The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with us on the show, The Intentional Spirit. We love and appreciate and value who you are out there, being your true, authentic, energized self. I'm thrilled that today we're going to be talking about two or three things, two significant things that matter a lot. One would be the Global Pride Summit that is actually occurring right now with some of the leading-edge speakers on the planet. It's all week. It's online. It's accessible. And we're going to be talking about its founder and creator, one of my favorite subjects, which would be Mark Anthony Lord. He is a gay spiritual thought leader. He says that's what needs to matter the most. And if you really care to know about the professional bio, well, he's got a little bit more credentials if you're interested. Welcome to our show today, Mark. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Temple. It is a joy to be here. And hello to everyone. Well, I just love who you are and what you're about. You're our new thought, Ellen, and um, you're just out there making uh, a lot of great noise, and you're, you're loved by Unity, uh, Centers for Spiritual Living. Um, you're just a love fest, you know, in the, in the making. I love the title of, of your book, Thou Shalt not suffer how powerful is that seven steps to a life of joy so let's focus first on the global pride summit because this is the first year that you've done this and you've received and the project has received so much energy uh so much validation i mean you have uh Greg Luganis, you have um, Chaz Bono, you have mega people involved, you have Michael Beckwith, you have myself. I mean, you, you've reached near and far to have a broad uh, speaking. How did, how did this idea become birth? Well, I, um, you know, I, I share a couple of things. One, way back, you know, I think all of us, when we do our spiritual work and we heal our wounds, our emotional and our psychic wounds, um, very often that becomes the portal through which we awaken and it becomes the portal through which we then become of service to others. And for me, growing up as a gay boy in the Catholic Church and in, um, you know, the, the 1970s and um, in a very blue-collar Catholic world, that when no one was awake to, to differentness, um, I suffered a lot of shame and a lot of pain and really torment. Like I believe that, um, you know, sexually abused, not, um, co- you know, overtly, but covertly by the Catholic religion, by the culture, by, um, every, everyone not doing it intentionally, but not recognizing who I was or being able to be who I was caused so much pain and so much shame 
and self-destruction as I became a young adult. So healing that, moving through that, and getting to know a new God of my understanding that is so loving and so perfect and loves me as a gay man and really having so much transformation in that area of my life and awakening to my purpose for being, I think, a part of what currently is like the new civil rights movement. There's such an awakening happening around LGBT people, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people. And I believe that my soul incarnated at this time as a gay person because I wanted to be a part of that. And I wanted to expand consciousness and I wanted to heal homophobia within the consciousness of humanity. And the way that we heal anything is by taking it on ourselves. You know, you heal addiction by becoming an addict and healing that. You heal whatever it is by, by changing it within your own consciousness and then you become a service to the world. So that's where it all began. And, and just over the past years, I just held this vision that I really want to serve the LGBT world because that's where my heart lives. So as you know, I was running the Bodhi Spiritual Center in Chicago. I founded that in 2003 and that grew and became very, very successful. But over the past couple of years, I just heard spirit saying to me, it's time to move on. And that was tough. It's tough to create something and give your whole life to it only to find out that God says, okay, you're done. Now go do something else. So I had to go through all of that grappling and arguing with God and saying no first and kicking and screaming, which is what I tend to do. Um, And then eventually I surrendered. And then the vision for this Global Pride Summit came to pass. And with the current technologies, with being able to do things online, I mean, that's the beautiful part. Like this, this summit is free and it's accessible all over the world. Every person, 30 plus speakers and presenters June 1 through June 5, so we're right in the middle of it today, literally right in the middle of it. Um, This is available all over the world, and its whole intention is just a vibration of raising self-esteem and self-love and self-acceptance within LGBT people everywhere, because I know that when we change individually, the world must and does change. So it just kind of came through my own process and my own experience of awakening to self-love. I want to just um, emphasize to folks that in any way, if you have friends, if you have cousins, if you have connections in the workplace of people, um, anyone can access this information by going to globalpridesummit.com. And like Mark said, you can go for free. I mean, doesn't get any better than that. Um, in the being educated and being knowledgeable. And what I also love about it is how you've broken into each day with the acronym pride and you have the P is passion. The R is responsibility. And today is intimacy. The D is dare tomorrow, and then empowerment, the E, so pride, passion, responsibility, intimacy, dare, and empowerment. How did you go through the process of picking your speakers? Was that just organic? Uh, Was there something that we would find interesting about that process? Well, I started with the the world that I knew. You know, I'm a student of Mm -hmm. Michael Bernard Beckwith. I was trained at Agape. And um, he was so generous to be a part of it. Um, we, we definitely wanted to have more celebrities involved just because it gives us more attention. And, you know, it's just a fascinating thing. So we, we did the best we could. We, we, you know, we're first time out. So I imagine as the years go by and we do more of these, that, um, that will attract more people around the world. But I had to start in the circle that I was swimming in, you know, people like you that I admired for, for, for years and, and August Gold and, um, and uh, Katie Hendricks and John Newton and, and Jordan Bach and Gabby Bernstein, just an amazing group of people um, that, that I knew personally and that I knew I wanted their voice and their consciousness to be a part of this. My other focus was that I really wanted to, as best as I could, cover the, all of the letters to make sure that there were lesbians, gay people, bisexuals, transgender, and allies that were represented so we could hear voices from all the different perspectives. 
So I definitely had to do some research around getting transgender people and do some research around getting bisexual people. And they turned out to be some of my favorite interviews because I'll tell you, like, and especially allies, please, straight people, sign up for this summit. Listen to a couple of these interviews because you really will be expanded. You'll, you'll learn about other people's walks in life and what they need and want to feel included. And it's so easy, especially the bisexuals. They feel invisible. They don't feel belonging any room that they're in. So it was just really beautiful to, to hear their stories and to be able to be of service to them. So that was my intention, to really make sure as best I could that all the letters were covered. And, you know, it's mostly admittedly, you know, um, United States focused. Um, and, and I hope in the future, I definitely want to make it more global in hearing voices from LGBT and allies all over the world. But, you know, again, first time out, we, we just had to start picking in the pool that we were swimming in. Oh, absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. What I love and what I had to learn um, over time to learn, obviously within all of us, we have to heal a, a lot of our inner critic. And that comes to whether you're, you know, gay, whether you're gifted as a gay person, you're gifted as an alcoholic, whatever you're born with, your gifts are your divine saboteur to come out from overcoming. Um, there's the, there's that element uh, for sure. But I learned years ago to be very almost excited about criticism because there's such wisdom. So when people disagree or you know, members of the community aren't happy. It's like, that is not a threat to me at all because I'm like, yay, we're going to get to some good stuff collectively. That being said, some of my best conversations in being out over the years have been with family members and allies whom we call heterosexuals or whatever label we have is to have conversations with them. Because it's like anything else, um, until you actually have dialogue and you actually go into the depth of something, it's all just surface chatter and people make a lot of assumptions. And those are some of my richest conversations is sitting with my brother and his wife and, you know, she'll say, well, why didn't many years ago you, did you not feel comfortable? You know, did you not feel you could trust us? What did you think that we wouldn't love you anymore? And I went, you know, it's so interesting that you, that you bring that up. I never went that far in my thinking capacity. So, cause I was so driven by that deep wounded hurt that I was carrying. It didn't have anything to do with you. You know, I had to get to that place of trusting my lot in life. I had to get to that place of trusting that I was gifted to have this way of being. I had to get to the place of trusting me that if I was by myself on an island, and it was just me and a hut to live in and a, a church to serve in and then get mad at that one and go build another hut. You know, I had to get to a place. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to get to that place of, of trusting me. Um, and she went, God, I've never looked at it that way. I was thinking maybe we did something wrong. And so it's very phenomenal how people are holding these levels of assumption that are just made up stuff and it's so freeing you know to get off that yeah and that is really one of the primary purposes of the summit one is to help people feel good about who they are and second is to hear each other's stories and that's what's beautiful about this current civil rights movement um, that we're in is that really lgbt people are everywhere we're in every color, we're in every shape, we're in every culture, we're in every age, we're in every family. And so the more that LGBT people come out and share their stories, the more that healing wins. Unlike previous, um, uh, you know, revolutions and civil rights movements, you know, when the black, when the, when the African-American culture came into their power, you know, had their sort of civil rights movement in the 50s and the 60s, it was so much harder because they lived over there on the other side of the bridge, and the white people lived over here on our side of town. And when they had to integrate, you were literally crashing cultures together, and it was so painful 
for so many people and so much fear that they didn't notice or have to talk about. Well, in this civil rights movement, all people need to do is right where they are, start coming out and people are transforming all over the world. It's a beautiful time. It's a really beautiful time. I love it. I, I, I know it's just, it's, to me, I'm fascinated by in celebration so much of it because no matter what conversation I'm having now, like the one we're having, I still kind of pinch myself and go, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, this is right. really happening because when I grew up in this conversation, by not having the conversation, they would put you in a jacket and take you away in a paddy wagon and, and they would just tell people you are no longer available. So yeah. as much yeah. as people yeah. say we still have a, a long way to go, I would say I, I, I also think part of manifesting change is to not just skip the step of celebration, acknowledgement, and awareness – of indeed how far we've come and with the inertia and the energy um we we're we're on a roll we're on a roll well thank you all for tuning in i'm talking with mark anthony lord he is the author of the best-selling book thou shalt not suffer seven steps to a life of joy he is a gay spiritual thought leader with an event going on right now for us to all become part of regardless of your sexual choices, your life choices, just in the spirit of unity, the Global Pride Summit, which you can go there on the Internet right now. We'll be right back after this short break. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me and the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Examine what it means to be sacred activists in service of compassion and justice. We may find ourselves asking, how do we become a sacred activist? Institute for Sacred Activism founder Andrew Harvey says, follow your heartbreak. His advice echoes Gandhi, who once said, whenever you are in doubt, apply the following test. Recall the face of the poorest and the weakest person whom you may have seen, and ask yourself if the step you contemplate is going to be of any use to them. Will they gain anything by it? Will it restore them to a control over their own life and destiny? So, whenever in doubt about the direction of your life, just ask yourself, what breaks my heart? 
whose suffering is simply too much to bear, and then commit your life to alleviate it. Don't turn your face away from the pain and injustice that is so prevalent in our world. Courageously bear witness to it, and in prayer, dedicate your life to healing it. Gain more spiritual insight. Listen to Radical Spirituality and Sacred Activism with Adam Bucko, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. If you're just coming on, we're talking with Mark Anthony Lord. He is the creator of this year's newest and finest Global Pride Summit. It is designed to be the first week of June, which aligns with the first week of celebrating uh, equality and uh, gay pride across the world. And we are grateful to him and his stepping out and stepping in to create um, such an endeavor. You can tune in right now to globalpridesummit.com, and you can listen to some of the greatest speakers that have not only witnessed but had experiences or allies that offer such wisdom to what it's like to be different on the planet today and how unique. You know, Mark, I I can remember there was a time when I felt like anybody thought I was different. I would go crawl in a hole. And now it's one of my greatest compliments is when somebody says, you know, you're really different. You know, I go, thank you for noticing. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is a blessing to, and that's just an example. That's an example of self-love. That's an example of us growing into ourselves and our wholeness to where every one of us is different. Every one of us is so unique and so beautiful. And although we're a part of one human family, if you will, and I know we're part of, of, we're so much similar and that's definitely to be celebrated. But at the same time, it's sort of the begin and the yang or the, the both. And it's like to, to know our oneness and to celebrate our differentness and, and our beautiful expression of the divine as ourselves it's just it's what we're here for absolutely it is such a beautiful thing well when did you write the book thou shalt not suffer that came out uh gosh i think 2012 is when that came out and um i uh i wanted to name the book thou shall not suffer the new commandment and uh, because really that's sort of the energy of it. But my publisher said, who are you to write the new commandment? That's a pretty bold thing to say. And I said, well, I am the Lord. I think that that qualifies me. But <laughs> alas, that, did, that didn't work. So it's, thou shall not suffer seven steps to a life of joy. And um, it's an important book, I think. And I love the book because it talks about we really are in the new era. And, mm-hmm. and I, I reference the old era and the new era, and the new era is lighter, and the things that are required in the new era are vulnerability, our care, our self-care, our uh, loving ourselves fully. These are the things that we teach at Unity. And by the way, I'm such a Unity guy. I don't know if you know this. I may have told you, but I was kind of raised in Unity. I used to go to Jack Boland's church. I was a Jack Boland teenager. So I go way back, and then I was involved in Unity with Mike and Sarah McToyne in Chicago. I became a licensed Unity teacher. I just love Unity so much. So anyway, but um, back to my book. Um, I, I, I just became clear that the people I was serving at my church and my center, you know, we were, were bridge people. We were born in the old era, which says suffering is required, which says keep your feelings to yourself. Don't ask for help. Don't appear weak. Um, don't have needs. You know, the old era was very, very tough on us emotionally and on us um, 
other parts of our being. You know, we just had to, you know, if you were, if you could muscle through yourself, you were celebrated. And, and so we were born in that old era, but now we're living in the new era and we're kind of on the bridge where we feel pulled back to the old era of suffering, but we see the vision of what's possible for us. And, and my point is you can't take your suffering baggage with you into living into this new era. And there's so much available to us now when we surrender our suffering. So the seven or the living in a life of joy. So the seven steps really do lead you on the journey or over the bridge from your old suffering paradigms into just your natural, beautiful state of joy. And there's a couple of things I want to mention, if I may. Cut me off anytime because I could keep going forever on this subject. Um, but but there, there's a few things to understand. Suffering is not feelings. Having feelings is beautiful and important. Like we need to honor them and, and stop ignoring them. Now, especially things like anger and rage and the ones that we have been told are ugly or we shouldn't have. Now, I'm not saying have them on other people. We need to learn to have them in a healthy, beautiful way to process them, to use them for good, not take them out on others and not take them out on ourselves. So I'm talking about a whole brand new way of experiencing our feelings and honoring them and, and sharing them. That is not suffering. Suffering is not having them. Suffering is not grief. Grief is so important to be honored. Grief is of God. And for those of you who are moving through grief, letting go of a person, a relationship, a job, a way of knowing yourself, uh, a part of your, you know, your body's changing. We move through different pockets of grief in our life. And that's not suffering. And when you're in grief, you're going to feel sad. You're going to want to stay in bed all day. And you're going to want to, you're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel lots of different feelings. That's not what I'm talking about. Suffering, and let me define that, suffering is any rightful emotion or belief or experience that is extended beyond its expiration date. So everything that you're experiencing and going through has a right, perfect part of being within you, and it has an arc. It comes into being, it has its full expression, and then you move through it and you come out the other side. Suffering is when you don't allow yourself to have the full experience, to move through the experience and come out the other side. So you get stuck, like you get stuck in the middle of the tunnel or you get stuck in the birth process. You get stuck and, and you find yourself, and that's what happens to all of us. As we grow up, we're told, don't feel that way. Don't do that. Don't have those desires. Don't do those things. And so the shame pockets, the things that we didn't fully process or experience, they become little um, pockets of ourselves where we suffer because we don't become free from them. So the seven steps move you through becoming free. The first step is get a new God. And that's such an important thing. And that's what unity and new thought teachings do so well, helping people get a new God, to really discover one that loves you, one that's inside of you, all around you, the universe, whatever you want to call it, my thing is, get an experience of the divine that is bigger than any problem that you could ever have. That's my only focus. And that's all I'm interested in because I'm not smart enough to understand the universe, the, the cosmology of the God and the, and the quantum physics of God and the expansion of all the different galaxies. And that's all really amazing for people who love to think that way. And maybe you're one of them. But for me, it's like, keep it really simple. I need a God that is bigger than any problem that I could possibly have. And that means it takes some work to free ourselves from the old ideas about God and to really cultivate a living, personal relationship, a live experience of the divine. And for many people like me, I was raised Catholic, so I threw the, the external God out. I threw the I-thou relationship with God out. And new thought really worked for me because it's all by like the oneness, the I am that presence. Those are beautiful things. But I realized in my healing that the I thou relationship with the divine is beautiful. And what I mean by that is to really have a relationship, a conversation with my personal experience of God, to journal with the divine, to talk as I'm taking a walk with the God of my understanding and hear 
my internal wisdom, my divine respond to me and, and, and to have that relationship feel healthy and happy and alive and all your relationships become blessed from doing that. So that's the first step. Um, and I'm going to pause there and just toss back to you, um, uh, Temple, because I could go on and on, and I'm just going to let you. Yeah, but we. No, this is um, this is the time for you to shine, and we want you to go on and on. So it, it <laughs> okay. it's, it's, it's all good, and I think you know the reason we want you to go on and on is this is such a pertinent conversation that where so many people uh, lie dormant in this self-imposed uh, martyrdom and, um, you know, that there's some kind of tremendous uh, payoff from suffering. I, I love, as I used in my book, um, When Did You Die? I've used the idea of Dolly Parton said, you know, get off the cross, honey, we need the wood. Um, because it's, it is what you're saying. It, it's a choice. It's not a you are a person being done unto. And um, it's time to give that up so that we, and part of, in my humble opinion, of why uh, many people aren't feeling the light and the lightness is that they're still trying to come, like you said, from that old paradigm of that if I'm not suffering, I'm not doing it right, you know, because there's such a buy-in to suffering. So it's a, it's a crucial conversation and it's an essential conversation. And, you know, many people, uh, even in uh, spiritual communities that want to do good, they get so into arguing about their self-imposed dogma or policies or rules or who's doing what that the whole system turns on each other. Uh, so then nobody is effective. You know, it reminds me of when I used to walk my two little Yorkie dogs. I mean, they were only five pounds, you know, and I mean, I'd put them on big collars and big leashes and, you know, make them look big. They had big auras, but they were little. And we'd come <laughs> up on a big rock wilder, you know, and at first they went with their instincts, which was, you know, to be a united front, and they would go at the Rockwilder, like to let them know, hey, we're big, we're powerful. And then they would start questioning what they were doing, and they would turn on each other. <laughs> mm, uh-huh, I, see that, uh-huh. I see that happen so much in New Thought. I see that happen in organizational structures. Uh, we instinctively know that we want to be a united front rather than divided and a distraction. But we, we turn on, we start focusing on, well, who really knows what God really said and God didn't really say that? And who said that? And in Genesis, it says that. And it just becomes a system that is a non-fulfilled prophecy. So I love, yeah, I, I love what you're doing. Thank you. And I'm going to add to that to say that when you have a personal relationship with the divine, I'm telling you, all of that disappears because it doesn't matter to you. You can just sit back and watch people argue all day long about what God is and isn't and who said what and what they believe. And inside, it's like you're just alive in your own experience, and it's just it's unarguable and it's non-negotiable. So that's the first step. And I do want to lead um, to another very, very pertinent step in the journey from suffering to joy, which is forgiveness. And we talk a lot about forgiveness, which is important. We should talk a lot about forgiveness because for me, it is one of the primary spiritual practices. I have three, prayer, meditation, and forgiveness. It is the three-legged stool upon which I, I really base my life upon. And forgiveness, I found, is so misunderstood. And people really beat themselves up around this thing because they think they should forgive and they should have forgiven already. Or they say things like, well, I, I thought I dealt with that. You know, there's so much misunderstanding around forgiveness. So I'd love to debunk a little bit of that with you while we're together. The first thing I want to say to anyone listening is set yourself free from thinking that you do forgiveness or that you should have done it, or you even know how to do it because forgiveness, listen to this. Forgiveness is a mystical practice that is done unto you. You don't do forgiveness. You don't even know how to do forgiveness. But culture, you know, when I was a little kid and I would get in a fight with my sister and I'd kind of punch her in the arm or do something, you know, I was immediately, my mother, you say you're sorry. 
you 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 do that and you know we we would and i wasn't sorry i wanted to punch my sister but i said i'm sorry so i didn't get in more trouble so you know all of that stuff is so confusing we have these deep wounds and these stories of regret and these stories of of judgment against ourselves and others and they're very deep and they color our experience of life and they really cause suffering so Forgiveness is a dynamic tool. It's like Drano. It's like pouring forgiveness into your consciousness, and it just dissolves the, the stories of the pain and the separateness and the judgment and the regret. But you don't do it. You ask that it be done. This is your only part. Well, there's two parts that I teach. One, just ask, and this is how I do it. I ask that forgiveness set me free. And, and if there's someone involved, I'll say, I ask that forgiveness set me and my partner, Patrick, free. That's it. I ask. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. It shall be done. So when you ask, it's like you just crack open and you allow, imagine some mystical energy, the energy of forgiveness going, do, 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 and finding its way and finding its way through that opening that you created, which is called asking, and it swoops in, and forgiveness starts to do its work. It starts to change your mind. It starts to literally, literally, it starts to create new grooves in your brain. It sets you free. But forgiveness takes time. Forgiveness is not a one-time deal. So don't ever say, I thought I forgave that already. You did. And when the story comes back in your mind, you have to forgive it again because forgiveness is like peeling away the layers of the onion. We do it over and over and over until we feel free. So the first thing, the step in forgiveness is to simply ask, to realize you can't do it of yourself. If you fall into a ditch 30 feet down, you can't get yourself out of that ditch. No matter how much you beat yourself up about it or make yourself bad and wrong, you need someone to come by and drop a line down, and then they'll pull you out of that ditch. That's what forgiveness is. You're in a ditch of regret and fear and judgment and your story. Forgiveness is like the golden line, the rope that gets dropped down, and it pulls you up and out of your story. So the first thing you do is ask. The second thing you do is you don't ever tell the story again. And I mean don't talk about it. Don't take hostages. That's your only part. Because every time you start to tell the story of regret or resentment or judgment, you're literally throwing yourself back into the ditch. So imagine forgiveness is pulling you, pulling you, pulling you. You're almost out. And then you go out to coffee with your girlfriend and you get stuck in the gossip and you tell that painful regret story again and you get dropped right back down, and you have to start over again. Now, not completely start over, but it, it, it re-wounds you, and that's what you don't want to do. But let me move on for one more moment, because it doesn't mean the story won't come in your mind. Don't beat yourself up about that. You can't control the thoughts, and at least most of us can't. So when the story enters the mind, which it will probably, and we're addicted to the, to the shame and the pain of the story, which is why we keep repeating it, all you have to do is right there, go right here, right now, forgiveness, set me free. Right here, right now, forgiveness, set me free. Make it your mantra. Don't stop saying it until the story disappears, and it will disappear. The practice is not letting the story get a hold of you. Don't let the story grab you and then erupt inside of your emotional body. That's when you have to deal with all the fallout of the story. If it happens, so what? Forgive it. Forgive it, forgive it, forgive it. But it's such an important step on our journey of freedom. And I, that's, I have a whole chapter on how it works and have a seven-day process um, of how to do it um, in the different concentric circles within your life, starting with God, then yourself, then your relationships, your family, goes out further and further into the world. It's such an important practice. So many people teach about it because it's so necessary today. Is that also, um, would we attribute that to the reason that um, you're able to have the energy of a, of a 28-year-old? 
I'm just so passionate about because we can make this thing a bestseller real quickly. I'm telling you, your 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 passion, your energy, your fire. I, I'm only knowing that that mine is is equal to uh, to what you carry because it's just such a a great experience of expression of truth. So I love it. I absolutely uh, love it. Um, we're tuning in and talking to Mark Anthony Lord. He is a trailblazer, a gay spiritual thought leader. He is the author of the book that we're talking about, Thou Shalt Not Suffer, Seven Steps to a Life of Joy. We are going to share more about the Global Pride Summit when we come back after this short break. If you enjoy these kind of conversations, please join us at unitycampus.org. We have weekly conversations of subjects just like we're talking about today, as well as visit me at templehaze.com. We'll be right back. Now and then, life is challenging. I may not welcome challenge itself, but I welcome the opportunity to learn from whatever arises, to grow in understanding, to flex my spiritual muscles. Every day is a new day, a fresh start. No situation or circumstance can hold me back. My life is not only about what's happening to me, it's also what's happening through me. The Christ within is my source of unlimited wisdom and creativity. I do my best when I respond to any challenge from my Christ nature rather than reacting impulsively from my human nature. Every day I pursue what enriches me, enjoying the journey to my goals as much as the destination. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths Live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give daily word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, and Mark Anthony Lord, I know that the Global Pride Summit is going to be one of many kind of events to come. I know you're doing one in the fall called Intimacy, so we want people to Go to the website, uh, register so they can stay in the know of what's going on because of more events that are coming in the, in the future. Intimacy, that's definitely one of my, my favorite subjects, but I'm like you that so many of them are my favorite subjects. Forgiveness for sure, as you were talking about before we went to break, is my all time high of, of what can happen in life. Um, when, you offer the week of all the speakers. It's not too late. You can get in. You can also buy the series and give it as gifts uh, for your friends and family members and people that you know can benefit. Uh, one out of every family has someone in uh, their, their family or extended family that is gay, transgender, bisexual, and Mark, I see also on your website you have pride coaching. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, I would love to. And, and before I do, I do want to say that um, when you enter the summit, how it works for free is that you watch that day's speakers. So if you join today, you'll hear today's Thursdays and Friday speakers, but you won't be able to access Monday and Tuesday, which is why it is wonderful to consider purchasing it. It's only $97 for the whole summit. You get the transcripts, you get MP3 downloads, and you get the videos. And for everyone that we sell, we give one away. Um, so your purchase of the, of the whole Global Pride Summit for only 97 bucks, you could not attend a live conference for that price with these amazing speakers. Um, you get all of that to keep and listen to over and over or at your leisure, but you help someone else who can't afford it, who doesn't have access to it, or LGBT centers or therapists or hospitals, all these people that could use this for their clients, you help them have access to it. So, um, so please consider purchasing it. And then after the summit, I offer a, a – it's called a Pride Coaching Program. And it's an eight-week class. I created it years ago. And it's specifically focused on LGBT people helping them to create a deep inner transformation. And basically, we use the chakras, which are the colors of the rainbow, the gay pride rainbow, and I align them with the different stages of development throughout childhood and through um, creative visualization and guided meditation and imagery, as well as coming together each week doing exercises. We literally go back into our lives and we go through the different developmental stages and we heal and we transform any stories that are being held there. And by the end of the eight weeks, I'm telling you, the people are just so alive and proud and, and feel so whole. I mean, that's really the focus, to create an experience of wholeness in and as who you are. And there's lots of other things we do. We create a vision for your life. We do lots of um, exercises around feeling gratitude for the heroes that have helped us along our journey. It's a really amazing eight-week experience. You don't have to be there live for the whole time because we record the classes. So if you can't make it, you can attend later. And during this week, you can purchase the class and you get added the Global Pride Summit. And I think it's all just for 375 bucks the whole thing, which is like a, a $1,000 package. You literally get for 375 bucks all of it. We've got payment plans. We want everyone to be a part of it. So if you're an LGBT person and you really want to have a better life and experience a sense of wholeness like never before, please check out my Pride Coaching Program. And you can find that on my website, markanthonylord.com. I love it. I love it. Well, tell us about the two events you have coming up. You have one in the fall and then another one towards the spring. Talk about those. Well, we're looking at our next level of, of what the summits will be. And, you know, with gay marriage, I think absolutely going to pass. The Supreme Court this month will declare that um, I just really know that, like in my soul, um, that, that starting this month, LGBT people will be able to be married all across the country. That is a, a, a huge thing that's happening that is just absolutely like, like we're here on the planet during this time. That's phenomenal. And what I know is back again to the LGBT focus, which is what the summits are for. Of course, allies are always welcome and will be blessed by it. Um, you know, we don't know how to do relationships. We don't have role models on how to be successful in being intimate and, and how to heal away any shame or any things around the culture. Um, you know, although gay marriage will pass, it doesn't mean that suddenly the whole world will be transformed. It, you know, there's still going to be so much backlash and so much judgment coming at us. So how do we do relationships? How do we practice intimacy with ourselves and with our partners? And, and what is that about? And in the fall, I'll be bringing together again amazing leaders, coaches, therapists, thought leaders, the best of the best that I can find, all delivering the goods on how to practice intimacy, how to be in healthy relationships, how to practice being honest and vulnerable. It's going to be, again, a five-day experience, free, again, just like this one, but specifically, it's going to be focused on relationships because I think it's the key to everything. When we're codependent, when we don't know how to show up for ourselves and others, oh, our life isn't so much pain. But when we learn how to be intimate, we learn how to have relationships, everything begins to work. So that's what the next summit will be about. We're also looking at doing one for LGBT youth 
bringing together teens and teenagers and young adults so that they can share their stories. And then again, next year, June, we'll do another Global Pride Summit number two. So it's really a vision that we do these online summits, these online experiences over and over and over, drawing to ourselves more and more people and more and more um, sharing from all over the globe. I love that you've committed your life to doing this and the great difference maker that that you are and the reassurance i know that in our conversation that we had regarding the global pride summit that we alluded to the number of teenagers now uh that are just so different because of of many people like us that are in the forefront talking about our lives sharing about our lives stepping up in courage etc what is one of the uh, last thoughts in the show that you would like to leave us with today? Oh, my gosh. Let me see. Let me tap this in. <laughs> and, and, um, what is, what is the, the closing thought? I think the closing thought is to invite all of us to discover in your own world where you can stretch and where you can be a part of something that you think may not be a part of who you are. For example, there are allies out there that go, oh, well, that's the LGBT people. That's not about me. But the healing in this area is for everyone. Or maybe you're called to go, oh, those pets that are being abused over there, that's not about me. I don't care about pets. We'll let someone else do that. Maybe it is yours to do. All of us need to expand. And all of us, for us to really grow as and to become an enlightened species, which we need to do very quickly to save our planet and stop our destruction, um, we really need to start seeing that everybody, every person who's hurting over there is me. And every person who's awakening over there is me. And I'm a part of all of this. So how can we not take on every cause and not take on every single thing so that we're overwhelmed, but how can we extend our consciousness so that we can just be available to how spirit is calling you in your life, in your world, in your environment. Because what I really know, even for myself, is that in my day-to-day life, God is calling me to be larger and to be more available than what I'm being usually because I'm stuck in my own you know, financial fears or my own, what am I going to do here, or my own self-obsessions. But one way to heal those is to really say, God, where are you calling me to be today? Who are you calling me to be today? How can you use me to make a difference in the world? That is such an important question. And it's not, my experience is it's not as big as my mind makes it. It might be giving a smile to someone at the grocery store. It might be just lending a helping hand to the neighbor. It might be just such a simple way that God uses me. But mine is not to discern the how or the way. It's just to be available and to get over my dramatic ego that says it needs to make a big splash across the sky or it has to do something huge. I don't believe that that's how God works. Um, yeah. It, 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 you know, I mean, it's more personal. It's smaller. Yeah. It's more I, people. I, I sure do. And I, it reminds me of something that I, I want to close with because it's so powerful. There was an important job to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. Thank you, Mark Anthony Lord, for being on our show today. Uh, We celebrate you. Uh, We celebrate your work with Global Pride Summit, and it's wonderful to have you as a colleague and a friend out in the world. Many blessings to all of you. Thank you for being with us. We look forward to being with you next week on The Intentional Spirit. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org. 
or www.templehaze.org. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul. The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find. Do you experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find
Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.